$16,000 winner. Hollywood star. Hollywood star, Sam Schmidt. Big bucks, big bucks, no whammies. No whammies. <laughs> <laughs> if, if you could describe this uh, sit-down. Hangout. Hangout that we just had in one word, what would it be? Mentally painful. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Little louder? Yeah. Mentally painful. <laughs> also Fine. Yep. Fine. <laughs> and now for Dinner with Racers, presented by Continental Tire. With your hosts, Ryan Eversley and Sean Heckman. Placeholder radio Welcome to Dinner with Racers. I am Sean Heckman. I'm Ryan Eversley. And you are listening to us somewhere between Kentucky and Tennessee because we are coming back from Indianapolis, Indiana, where we spent seven days to get you, the audience, ten free meals for you to actually say nice things about Yeah, it's been really positive so far. Great response. And this episode is Sam Schmidt. Now, Sam is currently a staple of the Verizon IndyCar series. Uh, he, he comes from a racing family, kind of came up as a driver through the kind of traditional ladder, Formula 2000, and eventually actually became a driver in the IRL during sort of the early years of the series, uh, including winning a race in his hometown of Las Vegas uh, in 1999. And then it was all cut tragically short in 2000 when Sam would suffer a massive spinal cord injury while testing at Walt Disney World Speedway, leaving him paralyzed from the neck down and effectively making him a quadriplegic. Now, his story does not end there, and this is where Sam is very much a hero for a lot of people. It didn't take long after Sam's driving career ended that he went into team ownership, went out and built the most successful Indy Lights team in history, including having 14 drivers that went through his program in the Indy 500 last year. And all that eventually led to him now running what's known as Schmidt-Peterson Motorsport, which is a full-time team in the Verizon IndyCar series uh, with currently drivers James Hinchcliffe and Robert Wickens. So Sam doesn't know us at all, but he was nice enough to give us a lot of time on the Sunday after the IndyCar Grand Prix, where we met at his motorhome inside the Speedway, where I believe it was 295 degrees inside yeah i believe to be exact it was 298 yeah that's that's right yeah 298 where we were dying in there and i still question if that wasn't a move to get you know us journalist types out of there as quickly as possible but we had a great time and couldn't have been more excited to talk to sam but despite our heat exhaustion you're going to learn several things including what are we going to learn sean Bitchin' Sideburns. You're going to learn about whammies. The greatest Halloween costume of all time. How he's a terrible road trip passenger. Ryan and I are going to learn about the biggest Little League dad. Who his favorite actor is. And just a lot of great conversation under the delirium of oven-like temperatures. (laughs) Now, you're going to hear a voice in the background uh, several times throughout the episode, and that would be Sam's personal assistant, Myra, who's been with him since the accident, and she is awesome. She had a lot of little insight for us as well as some funny stories, and her reaction often told us that we had done a good job with our research by showing us fist pumps and things like that. So really nice treat to be able to talk with her as well as Sam, of course, and we really enjoyed this episode. We were blown away, actually, by how fun this was. Now, of course, none of this would be possible without a fantastic vehicle driving us from Atlanta into Indian back. And uh, Ryan, what car would that be? This is the this is the uh, the uh, Acura. Correct. It is an Acura. Right. What kind of Acura is it's it? It's an Acura. 
MD MDX. It MDX! Is a, it is an yeah. Acura MDX. I'm getting it. And uh, it is, of course, reassuring to know we have the best tires. The best tires. The best tires we could possibly ask for. Keeping us safe, hugging the road, giving us great gas mileage. Sure, all that stuff. Continental tires. Right, but better. Continental tires. Louder. Continental tires. As fast as a leopard. Continental tire! Close. Continental. One more. Continental tire. Awesome. Sham Schmidt. Sham Schmidt. Sham Schmidt. Sham Schmidt. Razzmer tires. Meow. All right, we're going to start in five, four, three, two. So this is bus life at Indianapolis. Yeah, so this is your this home. Is away from home. Yeah. So you let, when did you leave Vegas? Uh, last Wednesday. Okay. So it's By the time it goes through Detroit, it's right at about a month. Yeah. Right, right. So you're here through the GP, through all the practice mm -hmm. and testing, during the media tour and all that, you stay here, yeah. um, 500, and then do you stay in the coach or do you take the van that's outside uh, up to Detroit? Uh, drive the van and somebody okay. else drives the coach, sets yeah. it up. and right. I got a board meeting down in Nashville Tuesday, Wednesday after uh, the 500. Right. Back up. So yeah. I drive the van to Nashville, do an overnight there, and then back to Detroit. So, it's so when's the next time you'll be? So today is May, what, 13th? Yep. When will you be back in Vegas? June 4th. For uh -huh. three days. Then yeah. Good Texas. Times. Good times. <laughs> right. Yeah, home for a minute. So. <laughs> yeah. Almost. The next stretch is almost like an NASCAR program. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Because right. basically, I mean, IndyCar, once summertime hits, that's it. Like, once yes. you leave for Indy, it's Detroit, and then it's just back to back to back to back. And um, living in L.A., uh, I've always said, like, if I if I decided that my business was full-time motorsport, I probably wouldn't be in Los Angeles. Yeah. Because there's just no sense in being doing all yeah. those trends. Yeah. No, I like it because I don't I don't live back here full time, and that was a conscious decision a while back. But uh, but uh, I do love you know seeing the guys and being in it because uh, you know what what I have to do to find the money and everything else right. is not what I like to do. Right. I like yeah. strategy. I like being with the drivers. I like the engineering. I like all that kind of stuff. But right. unfortunately, um, don't get enough time to do that. Right. So yeah, being back here, I can do that every morning. Go to the engineering meeting. Right. Spend okay. all day in the garage, um, make the calls I got to make, but uh, you know, sort of be a part of it. Yeah. So it's Sunday the thirteenth after the day after the Indy Grand Prix. Mm -hmm. What would you be doing right now if we weren't here? I'd probably be catching up on the last three days of emails yeah. and uh, uh, you know making a plan uh, because really uh, tomorrow it just it's just flat out yeah. nonstop through the yeah. five hundred. Uh, we had. I think as, as of lately, as of yesterday, 450 people mm -hmm. on race day that were entertaining. Um, Between just with Arrow guests and yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't have an exact number of the number of partners, but everybody brings somebody to this race. And yeah, right. Arrow's 100, and yeah. then go from there. And right. so uh, you you can walk across uh, across the uh, the garage here and see our structure going up in turn one. Mm -hmm. uh, we negotiated with Speedway to to put our two-story hospitality inside turn one for yeah. the 500. So. Cool. Is that why all the trucks are out there right now? We saw a bunch of aero a, trucks yeah. out there right yep. now. Oh, wow. oh cool. cool. So that's four, for like the aero compound. tractor trailer rigs. Yeah. Um, wow. the kind of F1 style. You're not messing around. Yeah. yeah. yeah 11 awesome. races this year. So That's cool. Would have liked to have it for the Grand Prix, but, you know, it, there's no way to get there for the Grand Prix. So right. uh, Yeah, they need the they'll space. They'll start now. Yeah. They'll yeah. take three days to put up. and Yeah. Cool. Now, is that an aero thing? Is that a Sam Schmidt thing? We are... Uh, 
we are managing it for them. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So it all comes. So they basically. This is probably not proper, but they basically write the check, so to speak, and you guys do the whole process. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's uh, um, yeah, it's it's a sh it's shared in the sense that uh, uh, for every weekend it goes up, we have uh, an allocated number of spots for other partners. Yeah. Okay. And they have about two thirds of it, so yeah. it's a partnership. Um, yeah. Actually, doing it through SSG down in Charlotte. Yeah. And uh, so they built the structure, they truck it, they set it up, and they tear it down. Right. But on the weekend, we manage it. We you know, staff it. We do the, the food. That all comes the, for your team. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Very okay. cool. So, not just race cars. Yeah, it's not just race. Well, cars. and that's um, that's the unfortunate reality with you know, it's nothing against IndyCar. It's just the fact is, the access, the activation, right. yeah. everything goes on behind the scenes, is what really pays the bills. Well, you, so you I mean, to put that in context, you're, you're not running a race team. You're running sort of an experiential entertainment business. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It just IndyCar is a small component of that. Uh, yeah. We got the Corvette. And right. uh, now yeah. that's fully integrated. All their customers are driving my Corvette on mm -hmm. race weekend off-site, separate deal. We set up an autocross cone situation. and To drive it with your setup, so to yep. speak, so they know what that's like? Exactly. Oh, that's, wow. That's okay. And we'll cool. talk about that. <laughs> well, you might, we can get into it right now. Yeah. So you've been a long-time Honda-powered race team. Yep. And you have a Corvette car. Yep. How do we get you in an NSX? Who do I have to, who do I have to talk to? Vicky Pony, uh, I haven't met the, <laughs> I haven't met the new guy. Uh, it's it's really, I'm going to be blunt. It's idiotic in the sense that, okay, back in 2014, when the Sam project, and to be clear, uh, that's not named after me. Arrow came up with a concept, and I had never even heard of Arrow. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but you know, 25 billion dollar technology company in Denver, feel stupid for not hearing of it. But, <laughs> but they called me and said, you know, you want to drive again? And I literally, it was a text. I wrote back and said, am I being punked? Right. And I said, no. I said, okay, how much is it going to cost me? All right. Like, right. Check us out on the web. We can handle it. We have 600 engineers. This is what we do. Right. We're a general contractor technology. And um, so I did. And it, it turns out, you know, engineers like acronyms. So in the <laughs> brainstorming session of them coming up with the idea that we want to design a car for, you know, generically, somebody who cannot use their arms and legs can drive. We named it semi-autonomous mobility. Okay. Yeah. And like three weeks later, they're talking to a doctor at Craig Hospital in Denver. Like, do you have any candidates to do this? And he's like, yeah, I got the guy. And his name is Yeah. And I can tell you in the last four years, there's been a hundred of those stories where right. yeah. uh, it just was the perfect storm, you yeah. know? And, uh, and I was driving, you know, six months later and uh, that was phenomenal itself. But the reason it wound up being a Corvette was simply because we sat down in, uh, at my dinner table in August 2013. They wanted to drive in May of 2014 at the Speedway. Yeah. And the only car there was allowed to drive here was a Corvette. There you go. It's a, uh, it's a right. Chevy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a Chevy. Yeah, right. it's a, yes, I was a Honda driver. That was my natural inclination. We yeah, got right. to be in a Honda. Yeah. But also the NSX wasn't released then. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So the whole goal was, you know, let's just drive. Let's get in a car. Yeah. And um, and it had to be 100 miles an hour. That was the goal. Because yeah, that was your condition, right? Yeah. That was my condition. Yeah. I wasn't yeah. going to... I mean, because it was a lot of work. We yeah. had, like anything else, we had uh, structured weekly engineering meetings. Um, we designed this thing from scratch. Uh, what's unique about Arrow and what they do is they use existing proven technology off the shelf, uh, like our infrared cameras in the car have been around for 30 years. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but they use that type of technology and reconfigure it in a way that it had not been used before. Mm -hmm. And that's why we were able to get it done in right. such a short amount of time. But it took two trips to 
Dayton, Ohio to get in the simulator it took yeah. right. in January. Yeah, I mean, it froze my butt off and came out here in April and, and drove at 40 in pouring rain. I mean, it was a lot of work yeah. uh, in a short amount of time. And I wasn't going to do it to go 20 or right. 30. Or yeah. Yeah. Now, and so the simulator is something like to kind of dial in the software versus your movement exactly. and kind of get those ratios correct. And they're all in, they, they work for the DOD. Yeah. And so they're all under redundancies and, okay. and no errors and no room for error. And so we wanted to work all the bugs out on the simulator, right. transfer it to the car and work those kind bugs out at slow speed and then, you know, do it. And so uh, I was amazed every step of the way, but uh, it, uh, you know, that's what it was all about. It was yeah. never, never, you know, I figured we'd do this once and right. get yeah, our and PR and be down the road. There was yeah. never a racing program. There's never any discussions about anything else. Uh, and that's why the Corvette fit as well, because it was Indy and it was like hard to make And then it kind of like grew horns and uh, uh, crazy. That first year we got uh, 400 million impressions. Wow, um, it's, kind of, it's close to us. Yeah, yeah, you're hitting, yeah. Like, we're hitting our numbers. <laughs> we're getting there. We're getting there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we shipped the car to Electronica, which is uh, the world's largest wholesale electronic trade show okay. in Munich in okay. uh, November of that year, and and uh, I mean it was fun because uh, you got a hundred thousand people. It's, it's taking over a football field of space, convention center, the whole yeah. deal. And uh, there were I8s, there were Mercedes, there yeah. were all kinds of stuff. Right. Nobody gave a rats about those. Yeah. yeah, they were all over that Corvette. Yeah, yeah. they just loved, uh, you know, American culture and everything. Yeah, so yeah. And the we drove it, it. Uh, well, drove yeah, it at the cool Bosch story. training grounds and oh, cool. did some pretty cool that's stuff. Awesome. Yeah, and yeah, the rest has been history. But it, uh, there's a million articles people can read about this right. thing, so we don't want to delve too much right. into it. But just just to quickly go over, kind of, so the build of the car, how much of that car is mechanically? A vet that somebody like me could just jump into and drive. I mean, is it like a me- is it mechanically how it is? Which is still a bunch have of servos the, still controlling still everything? Stock. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. Stock it's, pedal it's completely um, everything's completely stock. Um, they just put the computer in the back and and tie it into the uh, you know the uh, actuators at the, the so car. So basically, actuators controlling yeah, all the pedals. Yeah, and somebody sits in the driver's seat. They don't have to do anything. They just drive yeah. it normally. Yeah. yeah. So and then our um, stuff's completely separate. And so you control it by with a combination of pressure through your mouth and yep. head movement and things like that yeah blowing a straw to go and yeah. suck to stop and then yeah. turn my head to turn the car and yeah do you still have to wear the hat to with the tracking mechanism nope. on it? no oh, sunglasses no. oh cool oh, yeah. so you okay. look good too yeah I look yeah, good. yeah. <laughs> doesn't mess up my hair <laughs> right right i get it but amazing company and yeah, yeah. We, you just have such a great time and so that relationship blossomed into an actual partnership yeah. with the race team we were able to show them how you know what they did with the sam project could be multiplied uh, you know, through attack activation and all these other, yeah. you know, sources. As, you know, as anybody knows, it's far from a decal anymore. You got to do, yeah. Yeah. you know, 10 or other things to make it all right. make yeah. sense. And yeah. so it just slowly, you know, organically built over time from small associate to major associate to yeah. primary. Yeah, and that's awesome. Now we're working with their partners to try and get more, you know, technology partners. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Because technology does make sense as an industry yeah. uh, for IndyCar. Yeah. So. One other just operational question, and then we'll we'll move on because yeah. I genuinely couldn't figure this out. So, like, when you blow in it to accelerate, do you have to keep doing that? Does it hold at a certain point to say this is the speed? Are you just accelerating and then it's in cruise control, or it's progressive, just like your right foot? Okay. Um, you just do nothing; it'll it'll cruise along. But okay. I mean, it'll coast along. But you you blow; it'll light up the rear tires, and because uh, <laughs> awesome. now we're in a Z06, and right. but you don't have oh, to continuously <laughs> keep like to keep yeah. pressure down on. You don't have to keep. Uh, actually, it. I just cover up the straw with my tongue, and it's like cruise control. 
Oh, oh really? Yeah. Okay. Very smart. Okay. That is super cool. That's awesome. Yeah. I would like to touch on the Acura thing, though, because it still yes. pisses me off. Well, to this we would day. too. Hey, okay. yeah. Because no. I am a Honda guy. I, Likewise. I'm one of only two teams that's been Honda since day one. Right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> there it is. back and forth for a buck. <laughs> like some teams. <laughs> I, I hear and, you don't uh, know who you're talking about. Uh, and uh, when the NSX came out, I found out pretty quickly that uh, the roof is actually not integrated into the structure of the car. It's the mm-hmm. last thing you put on. Right. Uh, it's, you know, it's like a monocoque type thing. And, um, you know, immediately went to them and said, hey, 400 million impressions. Um, we don't even need a free car. I just need you to go to Marysville and, you know, take a new one and, and make it so it's got a removable roof so I can get it out of the yeah. Yeah. damn thing. Yeah. And uh, Arrow will buy the car. They want nothing for free. They'll pay for all the conversion and you'll get all the benefits. I mean, no kidding. Okay. And now we're at 2.3 billion impressions over four years. Right. Yeah. And uh, deaf ears, you know, it's just well, like, and, and, and I get it, R&D. Like, what do they care, right? We don't care about promotion. We don't care about... Um, One yeah. hand feeds the other. Right. Yeah. One and, hand um, feeds the other. Yeah. It's, no. not, it's, it's, it's not in my, uh, you know, to do this to my budget or whatever. So we just keep going along. But yeah. um, Now, currently, Realtime has two Civic Type R's. I was going to say, we can probably get you one of the old TLXs. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, like, there's yeah. one full-season Civic Type R with you in the car. Yeah. But we, we don't we, have a second full-season guy yet. So I do need a teammate. How, how, we can, how do we make that happen? Uh, I don't know. Full, <laughs> full arrows wrap and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you'd be on the podium. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I will point out that you have a pretty sweet Honda Odyssey outside on black wheels. Yeah, and yeah. we drove a Honda Odyssey across the country on season two of this show. Yeah, so we do the same thing. Well, did you see yeah. the? Um, have you seen the 650 horsepower Odyssey that Simon drove? Yeah, uh, yeah. Up I speak. Yep. No. I was lobbying for that. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. as a daily driver <laughs> yeah. for me. You know, we were like, talking about yeah. the same thing. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Exactly. It's actually something that I could get in in my wheelchair. So, so that and drive that car yeah. was built by the Honda team in Birmingham. Birmingham. And yep. I've helped them with their Civic and stuff, and yeah. they're really good guys. They uh, they actually got the TLX engine, which is the same engine that's currently in the Penske DP car. Put it in and like HPD gave them one like here, run this one up Pike's Peak or whatever with Pagano, and they put it all in and it made less power than the one they built themselves at Honda and Birmingham. Oh, wow. And they're like, nah, we're using ours. <laughs> and I thought you guys are nuts. <laughs> it's a cool program. Yep. So, uh, has uh, Sheila gone for a ride with you? You the- know she did finally. Yeah. Um, the two things that uh, uh, you know, there's lots of stories there, but <laughs> the main two things are Pike's Peak. Where, you know, we go through this whole process and, you know, she doesn't, we've been married 25 years. So yeah. she, she uh, makes it a point not to pay attention because she doesn't really want to know. Yeah. Most, 90% of what I do is better to beg forgiveness than ask permission. Always. Understood. And, yeah. uh, but she's been involved with this project since day one because they sat at my kitchen table and sold it to us. Right. <laughs> and um, Pike's Peak, she really did not understand the magnitude and the risk oh. until literally yeah. the morning we ran up. They had to go up at five o'clock yep. to be at the top, uh, and so her and my son drove the minivan up to the top of the hill. Oh, so they actually had to drive the course to yeah. know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so she got the top and told the guy from Arrow, "Don't do it. <laughs> what are we doing? What the hell? Are you? I mean, like, <laughs> we're like WTF, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> are you serious? Um, but I, you know, I did it in fifteen minutes, and yeah. uh, um, they wanted uh, the guys from the from this hill climb." Immediately poked their head, dude. You got to come back next year and race it. Don't do an exhibition. <laughs> and I looked at Robbie Answer. I said, Nope. <laughs> I said, man, this is a one and done. Yeah, we're good. I trust this technology, but man, after doing it, it oh, was yeah. unbelievable. Yeah, that hills. So that was a shocker to her. And then, uh, <laughs> how hard would you say um, you were pushing? Sorry, how hard would you say you were pushing out of ten? 
Probably a nine. I oh, mean, wow. Was, oh, yes. We were pushing, yeah, yeah. pushing pretty hard. <laughs> I mean, it's a stock Z06, and we made no modifications for the altitude or anything. Right. Yeah. And originally, it was just going to be the pace car do a 30-minute run, you know? Yeah, yeah right. right. And then we, we, we only got to practice on the bottom half. Yeah. And we did, like, nine minutes, eight minutes, seven minutes. Yeah. And Robbie's like, dude, this thing can really get with it. Let's let's go have some fun, you yeah. know? And, yeah, yeah. And uh, it was fine until I got above the tree line. And then I'm just looking at a blue sky. Going, oh, oh man, here well, it comes. Yeah. Well, yeah. we we made it this far. We might as well just go for it, you yeah. know. And it was uh, it was crazy. But um, I like that your default is all right. Hammer down. <laughs> go for it. What's worst? Yeah. Blowhard. <laughs> um, the new license plate. Blowhard. <laughs> um, if we can get a state to accept it, I don't know. I was going to say, Sean, you probably should get Nevada. They probably accept that. that. Yeah, they don't care about that. Yeah. What are they doing? <laughs> but the other thing is, that I did last. Uh, to answer your question, last September, uh, it was pretty emotional. Um, we took the car to uh, San Francisco and drove the streets of San Francisco. Yeah. Oh, cool! Yeah, and, right. uh, and drove across Golden Gate yeah, Bridge before that. the Sonoma race. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. And uh, first time in 17 years, I'd given her a ride. Yeah. yeah. And again, this is fairly available information here but uh but you're you're the first person in the u.s with a semi-autonomous driver's license right. and that that carries over not just from nevada but like you can Anywhere. literally drive through california yep. and everything else yeah they just renewed it for four years and yeah, they we, screwed up but i'm not going to tell them they uh <laughs> the first two years had a big red flag on it like restriction you have to drive with a, with a co-pilot uh-huh. okay so when i went in for renewal i just took the picture and signed the piece of paper and got it in the mail again for no yes. restriction forgiveness forgiveness no restriction nice well they're gonna they're gonna hear this that's yeah, it. yeah. 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 i'm sure the dmv will be listening to <laughs> this. do you, do you want to drive a six-week cross-country podcast Ooh, we can use your van we, we could use your van six yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah anything you want it's your call <laughs> So one of the things I was uh, really kind of surprised to learn about you doing some research was that your dad, Marvin, had also an injury from racing Mm -hmm. that rendered him paralyzed on the left side. Is that right? Right side? Right side. Yeah, they say the nut doesn't fall far from the tree. Right. Yeah. Is that not just like blow your mind? Yeah. Like when you think about the likeliness of that? Mm -hmm. Because I I was like, no, I'm reading about the wrong person here. That can't be. And is he like, he's still involved in motorsports after that? Um, no, I mean, uh, he was, we go way back, um, we're uh, from Nebraska, uh, but he was a modified driver and a pretty well-known fabricator. So, uh, late sixties, a guy named Don Brown, who was a Prince of Darkness, built sprint cars for Greg Weld and Joe Saldana. And all Prince of guys. Darkness was like his moniker? Yeah, because he okay. always worked at night. Ah, yeah. my guy. He, he okay. worked all night long. We're having breakfast or lunch with Joey Seldon on Tuesday. So yeah. 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 ask him about yeah, Don so Brown. His, his son, so yeah. my dad actually worked side by side. Uh, for about three years with Tim Sindrick's dad. Oh, cool! That's building cool. sprint cars with John, with Don Brown. This is this is old age stuff. Yeah, you know, and, yeah. Uh, and, but Don was in California, Van Nuys. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, uh, that brought my dad to California from Nebraska, and never okay. went back. And that's where I grew up. And he put me. Uh, I never even had a bicycle. My my uh, Christmas when I was five years old, I got a Honda Fifty and nice. I started racing nice. motocross. Okay, yeah. uh, kind of. Uh, Steve McQueen's kids and all that era, just a little bit. So basically, years you're already Jeff in, Ward. at this point. You're living in Silmar, California, yeah. and so you're racing dirt racing bikes, Dunes, Carlsbad, yeah. all that stuff. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. And my dad's racing off road. Okay. So that's to me when men were men. That was Mickey Thompson. That was Parnelli Jones. Yes. Right. Baja 500, Baja 1000. Yeah. If you're an off road guy, yep. Southern California in the 80s yep. is the place to be. So. Well, this was well, the 70s. 70s. 70s sorry. When there was when there was six yeah. inches of travel. Yeah. yeah. And uh, <laughs> and when guys drove the whole thousand themselves, that was like wow, huge. Right. So, um, yeah, grew up in that whole deal. And then when I was 11, he was down in Mexico. He was leading the race in, outside Ensenada. And 
as is typical in Mexico, you're racing on their roads. Yeah. And so he came around a blind corner and there was a truck there. <sighs> and uh, I had to pitch into it and brain slept up against the skull. The same exact injury that Mark Donahue had. Oh, wow. But uh, Donahue died from it. Right. So, uh, right. And within six months of each other, like Donahue's deal. So, yeah. but our guy operated, took, uh, took the, um, uh, blood clot out, mm-hmm. but uh, basically left his right side paralyzed and no speech. Yeah. Uh, two years of aggressive outpatient therapy and got his speech back and got enough back to walk, but it like a stroke, just never got his arm back. Sure. Right. Okay. So I was on his 11, puts the brakes on anything I'm doing, go to, go to high school, um, uh, football, basketball, baseball, that stuff. But then uh, my uncle uh, starts racing SSGT, uh, SCCA stuff, yeah. and, yeah. Uh, you know, it'd been four or five years, so things are a little more calm. Yeah. Dad's back into business. He's working his tail off. He, he never slowed down. And what's he doing? Uh, has a wrecking yard. Okay. Yeah. In Sun Valley. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's that's what I did. I worked in a wrecking yard and played, you know, normal stuff. And... Uh, so I started wrenching on his so- showroom stock at Willow Springs. Oh, nice. Cool. Okay. And I'm like, I don't like the wrenching thing. I got to try this out. <laughs> so I got, uh, I started asking around. I said, what's what's the most competitive, low cost, you know, see if you got any talent thing, right? Spec racer. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Know, okay. So, and that's when there were no's. And California was big, man. We yeah. We had 40 cars regularly at Willow yeah. Springs. Right. So it was a big, big spec racer community. And uh, this is early 90s. And I'm like, well, shoot, this is, you know, 10 grand and... You know, you use tires for four yeah. weeks yeah, and, and all this stuff. Yeah, because you could actually make money racing those things back then, right? Yeah, yeah. so, yeah. Um, and I can easily find out if I got any talent. And, yeah. and uh, bottom line was, if I can uh, if I can be successful at this, I'll, I'll keep chasing it because I still, I grew up worshiping Rick Mears and yeah. everything, yeah, yeah, yeah. everything he did from Bakersfield, California. Right. Yeah, yeah. As an off-road guy in the yeah. Mears gang. So yeah. I, this is all, you know, the, the era and the, situation i grew up in yeah. let's let's stay in scca and let's try continental and um um the series not formula yeah not the amazing tire company yeah, yeah. yeah amazing tire. <laughs> uh which sponsors our corvette by the way i know that was the best i know i've never was, i didn't want to bring it up that was the best deal i made uh because uh um, you know, I've been through about twenty five thousand dollars with the tires on the Corvette now. So. Right, nice, and yeah, all, nice, nicely done. They're nicely all done. they're all rears. I so I work with Continental. They sponsor our show, but okay. I work with them on social media. I go to like Vegas for SEMA, okay. and I do like yeah. social, just all sorts of yeah. stuff. Hot Rod Power Tour, and that car was on display. Your Corvette was on display once, and I walked up to it, and I was like, "It's not on Firestones." Tweet picture tweet you know i was posting on all our feeds because it's continentals on it i'm like how did the indycar guys let this happen well i gave them the opportunity (laughs) yeah but they didn't have any size of fit oh okay fair enough fair enough yeah yeah, yeah. okay size of fit i gave them the opportunity i was loyal yeah uh but then uh one of my guys uh, on the commercial side has a relationship with conti and yeah that was good because the first order went in for 20, 20 rears and two fronts. Yeah. And they're like, they're like, is there a typo here? And I'm like, no typo. Nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. I'm just I don't need the fronts. Yeah. I just, I like smoke a lot. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, well, they've been, that's, they've been great. That's so, cool. That's funny. So, Where so, was you, I? so you're going to race Formula Continental. Yeah, Formula Continental. Yeah. And uh, again, it was like, I, I had a pretty good corporate deal going on, uh, a really good corporate deal. And so um, it's like, I got to make a decision here, whether this is full time uh, this year or whether we, uh, we go down the suit and tie route, and I, I won the national championship, and it's like, yeah, the rest is downhill. So, yeah. I actually, bought all of Greg Moore's stuff. Oh wow! Oh cool. Okay. When he went from F two thousand to Indy Lights, he yeah. made that leap. Yeah. yeah. And 
literally after he won the uh, USAC Pro Championship um, at Willow Springs. Uh, we rolled out there and bought the dually and the 45-foot fifth wheel and everything in it yeah. and got a guy named Steve Chalice right. oh, yeah. to, yeah, uh, to engineer me for that. three days of testing. Uh, he was Greg's engineer since yeah, right. go-karts. Yeah. And, um, and for those who don't know, I mean, he would, after Greg, would go on to be like the guy at yep. Cool Green. And, yep. Yeah, he's, exactly. You, you had a good engineer mind. <laughs> these, you know, these are great. I mean, I don't know if any of these guys nowadays recognize those names. But, uh, um, yeah, so... Yeah, when USF 2000 the next year and finished third in the championship, I think about 16th in the championship was uh, your IMSA race director. Oh, Bo? Bo Barfield. Bo Barfield. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I raced for three years against Bo Bar- Barfield. Yeah, First in spec racer, then in Continental, then in F2000. All right, give us some dirt. And then did you race? And he sucked every year. <laughs> <laughs> he sucked. <laughs> never, never got a top five. <laughs> so it's the old adage, right? What do what do what do average race car drivers do? Become a race director. Yeah, good. <laughs> oh, good. There it is. Shots fired. What it's you got, Bo? I'm, I'm hoping it. he never comes back to IndyCar. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm getting a drive through next Simpson race idea. Yeah. yeah like, oh, you didn't uh, say it. <laughs> <laughs> Bo Barfield. Yeah. All right. Well, we made, we're, we're lucky Veronica didn't put any conditions on our interview, so we're going to get into the hard oh. questions. Oh, boy. Um, before your time as a big-time racing driver and before your time as a big-time IndyCar owner, um, you were a television star. You won. Oh, <laughs> yeah, Myra's happy. Myra's I know, I know got hands in the air. Yep. You yeah, won. Uh, yeah. You were rich. Yeah, you won $16,000 on uh, 1980s cult classic Press Your Luck. We watched it. Yeah, oh, we yeah. watched the whole oh, thing. Yeah, yeah, still yeah. can't be seen. Did yeah. you watch all three episodes or just one? Oh, oh there's, there's three? three. No, we, we found only saw one, one on YouTube. Three. I won two days. Oh, oh no, we oh, know. Yeah, you were on there from like November 2nd to the 4th or something. Yeah, But uh, the first, the one we watched was when you were up against a guy that would go into the woods in Hawaii and be Tarzan for fun. Yeah. I don't even remember that. But yeah, okay. <laughs> oh, you don't keep up with that guy? I want to meet that guy. <laughs> you meet that guy? He literally does a Tarzan uh, yell on the show. Oh, and I remember that. Yeah. 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 And it's like, it's fantastic. Yeah. It's really well done. Yeah, that's yeah. when I knew I did kill that guy. How did you? <laughs> <laughs> You're like, this is my day. Was that, did that have the blonde on there too? Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Back in the green room, her and I made a bet. That whoever won had to take the other one out to dinner. Oh, smooth. Good man. Yeah, smooth. Right. So either way, someone's going out. Mm-hmm. Nice. So how'd that go? Uh, good. That's not your wife, right? Two months. No. Okay. Okay. Copy that. (laughs) A couple months. How does one end up on Press Your Luck? Um, In college, I never had an 8 a.m. class religiously. That was (laughs) was a thing. Uh, So they're, yeah, about 8.15 eating my Cheerios before my 9.30. Yeah, And uh, it was on. Never had watched the show. Never had a religious following for the show. Yeah. But at the end of it, they said, we're doing a college series. Call this number if you want to try out. Okay. I think it was a senior, and uh, I called and went down there and went through the thing and went through all the. Was this like know, on the old CBS the lot? You get it. No, it's somewhere in Hollywood. Um, wasn't a lot. It was just in a like an industrial building, huh, and okay. you take a test to get through. You know, like a right. because it was a trivia game. Yeah. Sure. Uh, you take a trivia game. How many? Two hundred questions in five minutes. Whatever you can answer, and that got you to stage two, and you had to play the game. Right. Uh, in front of producers. Okay. For like five minutes. And they would see if you had And thank God I had about 30 minutes in that room before they made me play because you're watching the others, right? other people yeah. do yeah, it. Yeah, right. Because I didn't know how to play the game. Right. I'd never seen it before. Oh, fair <laughs> enough. 
Um, so I went in and played it and acted all stupid. And, <laughs> Which and they I love. didn't get a call for like okay. 30 days. And then I got a call and they said, uh, the college thing is done, but we want you to go on the real show. Like, okay. you know, the the yeah. non-college show. Right. Okay, great. So, yeah. And the deal I had with my parents is they paid for college uh, because I had great grades in high school. But anything beyond that, I was done. Cut off. Yeah. yeah. Out of the house. So that actually paid for my MBA. Right. Nice. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Okay. okay. Very cool. So TV can... Can help dreams come true? Yeah, yeah. In, except in, in my hand out the other. But it was it was it was cool after the fact. You know, it was like we had friends in from Australia and they came to the taping. They're like, "Holy sh! He <laughs> <laughs> just won sixteen thousand dollars, which is still a lot of money." But right. in yeah, yeah. nineteen ninety five, that was a lot of money. Right, yeah, right, yeah, right, right, right. So. And they probably think that just happens to everybody in California. Yeah, yeah. yeah at Everyone's one point, you're going to so. go on TV. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so how long? Get away from the beach. How long did you ride the TV fan? You know stardom yeah. to, to the ladies yeah, big deal that, that social media uh, if social media was around back then that would have been really really huge yeah but, uh, didn't get me any sponsors what about phone numbers um, we got you two months of fun got me got yeah. me two yeah. months right but she was famous too that was like she was about 10 years older celebrity couple nice nice learning early <laughs> Might have to watch the show again now. I know you don't. I know you can watch the show again. Pay more attention to the blog. I was I was mesmerized by the Tarzan guy, like yeah. that guy with the mustache and, well, the, and the Tarzan well, guy. So so basically, I do you remember that? You yeah. answer you answer trivia questions, and we're gonna just talk about he, this show he, for the next four. Yeah, minutes. basically, it gives you it gives you spins. Yeah, right. And the spin and, is like this, like, and you can win prizes, but you can also get whammies. Yeah, right, right. right. So they, they <laughs> he knows they tell you, you know, you need to if you get a bunch of spins, you need to pass them. Yeah. and let them whammy out because that pisses people off or whatever <laughs> but i wasn't about that i was going to use my spins yeah, right. and make money and, yeah. and uh, i didn't play the game normally but and basically but a spin is like just like light up right. it's like a light up panel that goes across like one board will have like a thousand dollars another will be this like thing called a whammy Wham, where you lose all your money yep. and you try yep. to time it so that so that the led so, lights magically pop up on the dollar mm, value right. that you want now do they coach you to say really ridiculous things before you hit the button to stop like, it they don't coach you but if you don't you're not on the show fair enough yeah you okay. gotta ham it up okay you gotta ham it up because everybody had really awkward saying yeah like, no right. one was delivering it naturally it was a like, yeah. cold hard cash yeah cold <laughs> right. hard no cash. hard cold cat wait yeah. no yeah. <laughs> no whammies no whammies no whammies, yeah. whammies. <laughs> big box big box um <laughs> i like the fact that part of that story led to like a phone number yeah, in the in the back room. It's a Sam Schmidt head game. Yeah, so we are un- speaking of fun things. We understand there's a Halloween costume we were supposed to ask about. Yes, I know we're oh, doing well oh. because Myra's just <laughs> nodding along like uh, good. It's cryptic, good. but uh, good, good. We we can't name the source we heard it from. Yeah, yeah so. I've never lost a Halloween contest. Okay, okay, uh, since I've been paralyzed because I go as a crash test dummy. Yes, yes. <laughs> it all started on. It all started about, what, 2002? 2001, 2002, uh, on the Disney cruise following the IndyCar season. Okay. okay. It happened to be uh, at the same time as Halloween. Mm-hmm. So all the owners and drivers and everybody dressed up, and I was uh, dressed this time. I mean, my wife was my uh, tech with the white coat. So she had like coat. a lab coat. Right, right. right. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Although I did... Honestly, I think I was going to lose out to Alancer Jr. Because uh, he showed up with his then stripper wife. Good. <laughs> I like the pause. In the complete S&M outfit. Oh, yes, good. Complete. Good, good. With leash. Okay. This is why. With we, metal. With everything. This, I mean. This is why. It's kind of like. Everybody's covering up their kids' eyes, like right, right. There's like, like three. It's a Disney like, cruise. There's like three. It's, it's a, a Disney, Disney cruise. cruise. And there's like 
five-year-olds all dressed up <laughs> like, you know, the seven dwarfs and stuff. Right, right, right. right. And here comes Al with yeah. a cigarette in his <laughs> studs. I mean, it was great. And he didn't win? I just didn't have my Wait, sunglasses. Wait, so it wasn't just... <laughs> I didn't it, have my sunglasses. It wasn't me. just the wife. Al is full on, like, with a oh, leash yeah. and everything. Oh, The my hat, goodness. the black hat. Yes, right. good, yeah. good. My, so much. <laughs> and, uh, um, this is why we do this show. Yeah. <laughs> I I can't remember the guy I raced against, but I can remember that. <laughs> right, that? right. Who's the guy that every that? I have no idea. The Disney Cruise, Little Alan. But that was good. Yeah. We didn't do another Disney Cruise after that. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, it was down to us and him. So. Okay. Won a few of those, but I also wore that outfit. Uh, NHRA Friday night. They always have. Uh, in Vegas, they always race on Halloween weekend, and so uh, so you're like Friday in the, night in Vegas. Everybody, the fans are encouraged to dress up. Yeah, so that's, okay. that's awesome. That was a big yeah. hit. So yeah. you're like in the full on. I get outfit. a lot of. Is he really dressed up like that? Yeah, yeah, like <laughs> yeah. That, hey, that's great, man. I love it. Sick, but I love it. <laughs> Can you defend your sideburns in your IRL career? Not that it's changed much now, as Hinch will attest to, but back in the 97-98-99 IRL season, we were definitely, um, you know, looked at as the organization that broke up Champ Card, right. yeah, killed right, yeah. Open Wheel Racing, yeah. and all that kind of stuff. So every bit of self-promotion you can do, the better. Sure, sure. Oh, okay. okay. All right. <laughs> so you, you knew know. what you were doing. I mean, being from Vegas, and, yeah. and uh, everybody knew I was from Vegas, and having no primary sponsor and all right. that stuff. It's like um, I, uh, I showed up at uh, at uh, Disney World with just not really like lamb chops, but just like longer <laughs> sideburns. And I hadn't even thought about it. Somebody's like, fan goes, hey, Elvis, how's it going? I'm like, hmm. So, <laughs> I can do that. Yeah. We grew them out all year and they call them in Vegas when I won with uh, jet black dyed yeah, hair. Right. The yeah, whole that's the one for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah Lamb yeah. chops. Yeah. So, yeah, it was... <laughs> The ultimate deal. My crew got a uh, big laugh out of it, and uh, and then I showed up at our sponsor party in an Elvis outfit. Nice. Oh, okay. red, done. big buckle, the yeah. glasses. Yeah, as you do. Rented it for the night. The whole day. Right. As you do. So is that why Hinch can get away with some of his stuff? I guess so. Yeah. I mean, like nothing's more gonna, power to you. Right. Yeah. Nothing's going to put you off no. on that regard. It's like fun and games. Okay. You should start a sports car team. Yeah. 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 So obviously politics are uh, not normally something we talk about over dinner with racers, but uh, last uh, election you voted, I'm assuming? Absolutely. Never miss a vote. Yeah. And uh, you mind sharing with us who, who you cast for your, your vote there? I almost mind sharing, but I will honestly admit it was Johnny Rock Page. Fair enough. We're hearing a lot of that lately. Yeah, it's a, yeah, yeah, it's a sensible choice. Pretty common. Johnny Rock Page. For the name. <laughs> <laughs> So a uh, big part of Sam Schmidt legacy will, num- despite IndyCar, will be Indy Lights. Hmm. You guys are like the the most successful Indy Lights team. You've worked with amazing drivers, you know, current champion Joseph Newgarden, as well as many others. Who's the name that you got to work with maybe as a one-off or like a handful of races or didn't really get to work with that much that didn't make it and you thought they probably would have? I often tell people it's really probably one of the coolest things about last Indy 500 because I was looking at a 33-car starting field and saw, you know, 14 people that had been through our Indy Lights program. Wow. That's awesome. And, uh, and that, you know, you can, the trophies are cool and right. all this other stuff is cool, but that's the, the ultimate sign of success in my mind yeah. is, is that you've 
how many put that many touched. people in help, there and help those many yeah. and 90 percent of them haven't brought a check to do it that's yeah. right even more cooler but um the one that you know in my eyes really got away was alex lloyd yeah 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 um just purely a timing thing you know and uh, pu- purely timing and bad advice uh in the sense that uh we did everything and uh and ganassi picked him up and he's an development driver and he's in their system and uh it was um scott and dan and dan took the job with panther and alex should have had that seat and dario decides calls chip and says i want to come back to indycar right yeah and um there was a guy that owned her energy drink in Santa Monica uh, that had funded the pink car that we ran for Chip with Alex. And that was just a little prick. And uh, he told Alex, I'll fund your program next year if you get away from Chip. Hmm. And uh, never did it. But in the meantime, Alex canceled his contract with Chip. Yeah. And I think had he been more patient, he would have drove a sports car for a year, made good money. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He has no regrets. I mean, the guy's living in Livermore. He's right for yahoo and uh yeah we're fr- and, I'm friends with him. yeah, yeah. Uh, a, a, unbelievable driver yeah unbelievably yeah. talented unbelievably smart and should be you know should be racing here full time yeah and uh just boom boom you know a few few little things there and uh believing somebody that you shouldn't believe in in your uh you know writing story what's um, the dumbest energy drink name that has come across your desk oh, that wasn't real because I'm sure you've had at least 12 aspiring energy drink companies come to you. Shout out Rhino Rush. Yeah. <laughs> no. I thought her was unique. Healthy energy, re- healthy energy revitalizer. <laughs> uh, her and pink can and right. Right. Okay. Right. the yeah. big Santa Monica half office. Market. and Half the market. Oh, they lot, actually had an lots office. Lots of OPM. Yep. They had an office or they had a rendering of an office? <laughs> oh, they, had a, they had an office. <laughs> they had a P.O. box. Okay. Right. Had an office because we, you know, we sent many legal notices to them ah, and they signed for them but never <laughs> <laughs> never, uh, never got any money out of that deal. <laughs> attorneys uh, won out on that one oh, um, man. yeah so Larry Gunselman yeah. is basically the fault for Alex Lloyd yeah because that stops Daria's actually that's a good NASCAR bring career around. yeah the Indy Lights thing um, uh, was magic and uh, uh, really enjoyed doing that sometimes I'm like you know Life was so much simpler, you know. Yeah. Twelve yeah. employees and you know one twentieth the budget and uh right. um I'd be home in Vegas by now. Uh, huh? fair enough. <laughs> right. Right. Well and, and Wait, coming back for the Freedom One Hundred and then go, Yeah, it's this it just, you know, a lot more time by the pool than I have now. And well uh, and presumably you're not building you're, there aren't there aren't four trucks <laughs> coming in to build the structure for your sponsor that you had to go and get. These mm-hmm. are usually drivers who are coming with sponsorship or they mm. they have somebody on board with them and it's just one person you're accountable to the parent often a father exactly right, so right, yeah, yeah right a parent i like yep. that you should be that's really good yeah yeah oh did you say parent parent oh i thought you said parrot <laughs> just on your shoulder the whole time like don't let them do that no they're screwing you no get out of here that's a lot of them are like that too yeah right that's, that's, i thought you were, i was like wow the nice parent parrot on your shoulder yeah the parent yes. parrot. yeah four parents a year not 15 sponsors you, you might like sports car though i was gonna say we should ask about this because if you had 14 guys on the grid that's a lot of little league or what we what was the four mini bike dads oh. mini bike dads is yeah, what roger hayden right. referred to them, but go-kart dads who is the worst go-kart dad you've ever had to work with? Oh, wow. That maybe he's a good person. We can bleep this. Oh, yeah, it's more for our We didn't want to know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the problem is he's still racing with you guys. Absolutely. Come in. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's, he's that's, been a comment yeah, like, yeah, yeah, every season. Yeah. 
in his yeah. conversation. <laughs> he did not do. He did not know how to do a load of laundry. Really? No. And he was how old when his he came mom in? flew up here once a month to do his laundry and clean his apartment. What? Uh, yeah. At sixteen, he was, was seventeen 17? years old when he drew for me. Right. Oh my god. Right. lights. Couldn't okay. do laundry. To that point, yeah. every dad who would come through your Indy Lights program, their kid is going to be an Indy 500 Ayrton champion. Senna, yes. Yeah. Yeah. They're the yeah. best driver in My the sport. Son Connor. <laughs> how do you... Um... Did you ask Hinchcliffe to do anything? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He is. He is I so good. That. We're just driving down the road, and I'm just saying, My son Connor. <laughs> but Connor, funny thing, right? I mean, that was uh, another timing wild thing, right? Like, uh, we had um, Joseph Newgarden. And uh, and that is one I think we really went out of our way because I watched the kid race in Newcastle and he goes to Europe and I followed him and he's doing okay. But even with Carlin GP3s, I've been as Hamilton or whatever. And and I, I you know I called a few people, got Joey's uh, phone number, said need to bring this kid back. You know yeah. we need to make a deal. We need to figure this out mm-hmm. and, and uh, got him back and it was perfect timing and, and the rest is history. But he was on the same team as Connor. I mean we had four guys. Um, uh, Joseph and Connor, and but Connor was splitting uh, GP3, so we had um, um, Brian Clausen doing the ovals, oh, right, yeah, and right, Connor right. doing the ovals, yeah. but are doing the road course. Connor gets off to an unbelievable start and is leading the points at Long Beach yeah. before he switches off and goes to GP3. And I'm telling his dad, like, man, yeah. you know, we're on a roll here, we got momentum, and you got the scholarship. Um, this is going to turn into a full time gig in IndyCar if you. Keep him here and win the championship. Right? Yeah, yeah. And he doesn't. Yeah, and uh, yeah. Newgarden wins the championship. You know, yeah. so it's like, man, he can go be year by year and find some uh, some really interesting twists and turns and yeah. stuff. So. Yeah, right. Well, Derek Daly, I would consider an exception just in the sense that he actually has worked in the sport. But a lot yeah. of these dads, who every one of their kids is yeah. Iron Senna. Um, how do you not John Fasta? John Fasta. Oh. Yeah. Oh, right. Uh, I forgot about that. Yeah, he was a bit. He's yep. a peach. Yeah, he's yeah. a peach. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah. how, how do you yeah. like? Are you which which uh, team owner are you, or do you kind of vary depending on the person? Are you the now nah, you're full of shit. this is this is the real deal, like or or do you cater your tail to the dad to kind of keep everything healthy? I mean, every you know, there's different ways you can do it, and we know a lot of different team owners who sell. No, I was. I was um, I think I was pretty brutally honest in the sense that. Uh, as I was having these conversations with the people, yeah. I would tell them, I can absolutely positively guarantee you that every car has its own dedicated engineer, its own yeah. dedicated crew chief, its own second mechanic. This is the way we do things. We will absolutely prep every car identically. And the good news and the bad news is the cream will rise to the top. Yeah. And there's no, it's total open book data sharing. You'll have all the information. We do dart fish. We got a driver coach. Yeah. We throw everything at this thing we possibly can. And if one guy on the team's in first place and your kid's in tenth, it's all right there in black and yeah, white. Yeah, you can right. look right. So, at well, so yeah, the good news is you're you're either saving yourself a lot of money long term. Yeah. <laughs> or, or you're, uh, you know, you're gonna co- it's gonna cost you more money. But, yeah, right. uh, but yeah, I just I it it probably costs us some some people along the way, but. Uh, over time, it got us, you know, the best. I think there were some times we had three guys capable of winning the championship, you yeah. know. And um, So how many times have you been accused of, for the, the, the 12th place driver, like, my money's funding Newgarden. Like, how many times did that happen? I don't think I had a lot of that. I mean, really? I think uh, 
some of it might have been reality that it is new. This is the way the game gets played. Right. But, yeah. uh, um, As the winningest team, you can probably yeah say that. Yeah. You're helping us with our whole program. Yeah. Yeah. But you, you want to race against too. the best, and yeah. I mean, you can go over the other team and not know if I've got better equipment than you do or not. Or you can race against the best and determine whether your kid's worth yeah. funding in the future or not. Right. Yeah. Know, yeah. So. yeah. So I'm a uh, I'm a 15 year old go karter, or I'm his dad, and I've I've done some good, stuff, won a national championship or two. How do I talk myself out of ever getting a good lights deal with somebody like you? Talk myself out. Ta- of talk myself out of being getting to run with Sam Schmidt Motorsports. Well, number one, we yeah. don't have a lights team anymore. But yeah. uh, <laughs> <Easy>. um, <laughs> probably just be an arrogant little prick. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah, that's you know, pretty uh, pretty straightforward. Because there's plenty of those around, and uh, <laughs> more the market's cornered on that. At home. the end of the day, nowadays you got to be as good out of the car as you're in the car. Right. You know? yeah. And uh, right. Uh, it's one thing to be confident and, and race confidently, and and have the uh, ability and uh, um, you know, sort of common sense to back it up and not tear stuff up. But that's another thing. If you just, yeah, you just, you just uh, um, completely arrogant about it. With uh, that being said, you have a Robert Wickens just came into IndyCar. He's been doing an amazing job. Do you, what, are, is his contract public? Whatever it is with you guys, like his length with you. The while. Okay, so okay. you got him. Because <laughs> okay. the most common thing that I've read, heard, or whatever for the last, you know three months has been like is it going to be Penske or Ganassi that gets them so let's just say I learned my lesson with Simon Pagano copy so. that yeah. loud copy. and clear copy. loud and clear okay. yeah cool so he's like an eight year contract then we're just yeah. going to put that out there yeah, yeah the Bobby Wickens eight heard it here first yeah. ten <laughs> ten <12. years>. <laughs> <laughs> just keep going how's, uh, how's Lena Gade fitting in good I mean you know it's um, uh, good in the sense that she's very intelligent and uh comes from you know bigger organizations that can hopefully help, over time help us implement you know quality and control techniques and consistency yeah. and and do all those kind of things but at the same time we don't want to be a 200 person bureaucracy that right. has meetings to schedule meetings and all those kind of things right. so um um and she's also having to learn that let's face it an engineering in indycar uh, or indy lights or any of those things has to do a lot more managing of multiple things than uh, than she would have at Audi, right? Right, yeah, right. Uh, she would have had, you yeah, know, she's got 10, working for her. 10 minions below yeah. her uh, uh, feeding her a dashboard of information that right. now she's got to manage as well. So we're working through all that. Fortunately, we have Todd Malloy, mm-hmm. uh, who, um, you know, has done her job for 15 years yeah. and is also a technical director. So he's on the stand, you know, guiding, preparing, um, I mean, if there's one area that we, we probably have a, a couple of people too many is engineering just to be able to make sure we don't lose anything in the meantime of, of her converting uh, yeah. to IndyCar yeah. uh, situation. So um, we got Will Anderson, who uh, we've loaned out to, to Shank for the IndyCar races. So okay. these are all mm-hmm. guys that we're implementing into the system, uh, guys and gals uh, implementing the system. And at the end of the day, I mean, there's been a lot said about her, but, you know, we hired her because she was a good engineer. Right, right. Uh, there just happens to be female. You know, she doesn't do her job. She won't be there right. yeah, female or female yeah, yeah, yeah. so it's right. uh um yeah she's loves america and and likes a lot of things about indycar that are different yeah. than over there which are all obvious and uh so it's uh, she's living with pierce phillips and his family so uh, right. how does that how does that initial interaction begin did she reach out to you guys you guys are looking that way yeah you know, i i always try to look 
outside this box because I get I get uh, mad when other people poach my people, which happens all the time. It's the industry, uh, but I also am looking for fresh perspective. So uh, when Rob went to Andretti a couple of years ago, I went to uh, sports cars to get uh, European sports cars to get Pierce Phillips, and then uh, um, you know we're looking we're always looking, looking that way for dampers and looking other um, you know technical advice and she uh she had worked with peers like you know five years ago so uh, uh he gave a shout and uh you know just last year we finished 15th and we weren't happy and nothing against the people that uh you know that we let go because now they're with other teams and they're doing good and those right. teams are successful so more it's power to be, it it's just chemistry yeah, and it's got to be clicking and yeah. the whole deal and so as a mechanic i experienced a loss of life with a with a driver and i was the last i was in charge of that car and there was two people working on it. It's not like an IndyCar program back then. And so I had to go through a lot of, I was 17. So I had to go through a lot of like the mental, you know, distress and everything that goes along with the, all the pain. Obviously Vegas, we lost Dan Weldon and he was driving basically a one-off for you guys to try yeah. to go get that $5 million fan bonus. How did, how does a team owner going through a terrible situation yourself? How do you handle the, the loss of a driver, especially in IndyCar where it's, yeah. it's dangerous. Yeah, not very well because uh, um, I'll start with Tony Renna back in 2003. We yeah. had just ran him in a cooperative effort with Kelly on uh, on the Indy 500, and then he got the calling to to go get Assy, and and that happens. And we, I wasn't here, but you know we knew him knew him very well. And uh, then uh, oh, we had Davey Hamilton driving for us when he got hurt in Texas, and, and 20 odd surgeries later, and still involved with the sport and still uh being stupid like me but uh <laughs> um yeah it's I, I there's been a few of those obviously justin etc but um i think dan was the closest to you know just hanging it up and going to hawaii it's uh that was real that was there that was you know us it was um yeah more importantly like 30 seconds earlier i'm looking at the monitor saying this is crazy there's right. no yeah there's no way we should be doing this right now because we're lap 10 and uh these guys are racing three inches apart you know, yeah. and didn't say anything you know yeah. and uh and uh yeah you know i mean um he was going for it and uh, he was having fun he'd gone from past 10 people i think in right. the first 10 laps and uh um I, I still don't quite, you know, I've been a guy that for my entire life thinks everything happens for a reason. And uh, even in my situation now, even though I don't like it, I can see the positive effect that our foundation has had on thousands of people over the years. Right. And uh, now the products and, uh, you know, things we're developing and, and now Arrow and, and, you know, this this uh, technology, they're, they're giving away freely to anybody that'll use it. All of these things I can say, hey, um, even the fact that I think my kids have probably turned out better. Yeah. Uh, they will be better adults for the fact that they've been around me all my all the life. All these things I can I can put the silver lining on me. Yeah. But Dan was my age when I got hurt. Yeah. His kids were my kids' age when I got hurt. And I could have easily won. If the IndyCar support team and their helicopter's not there, I'm dead. Yeah. So why why did I live? Why didn't Dan live? Right. Uh, here's probably the biggest and best advocate for IndyCar you've ever seen in a driver. I don't know. So, I, um, yeah. 
just thought about it for a couple of weeks and um, um, you know decided to stay in but uh, I don't I don't know yeah I don't know how you ever come come right. to grips with it yeah. properly right um, kind of back to the, stru- the team of the the structure of the team we sat down with Craig Hampson last year and um, you know arguably Dale Coyne is one of the smaller teams but of what was like a 15 person team um, which is somewhere around the size of like what a, a small sports car team would be as well. The one thing that blew us away was that a third or more of those were engineers, which is not true in sports car racing. Right, yeah. um, how much of, say, a team like yours, which is one of the better teams, but but maybe without the resources of, of a Ganassi or a Penske, what percentage of, of your group would you say is engineering? Uh, on a per cap, on a per head basis, it's a pretty big percentage, but yeah. uh, on a... Um, people headcount basis i think it's about a third yeah um but to your point it sounds like a and it's getting more just because you know they keep limiting testing and right yeah all that does is increase your simulation and your seven poster egg and your wind tunnel all those other budgets go up and yeah need more people to run those programs and so um yeah it's that's why we built our mission control which is a feather light just for engineering yeah yeah, yeah. exactly yeah because yeah. yeah. uh, you couldn't fit them all in the lounge sure so from a budget standpoint, it sounds like your single biggest cost is engineering labor. It's a or, pretty big number. Well, engineering, R&D, and yeah. dampers, and everything goes around it. Cause, yeah. yeah. You know, you can argue all you want, but, you know, for four or five years, they've had dampers be open. Yeah. And again, it's the fans don't care. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nobody cares <laughs> and right. all that stuff. But and those spoils uh, are going to go to the team. It's five can. to $700,000 a year. Yeah. Just, yeah. Incredibly. Just in that. Yeah. yeah. So we kind of stepped over it. Myra, how long have you been years. been together? 18 years? Since six months after my accident. So. Are you anti-talking? No. June <laughs> will be, yeah, June will be 18 years. July will be 18 years. He wow. home in June and two weeks later I started with him. Oh, wow. So, so quintessentially kind of day one, kind of. From the moment, pretty close to from when he came home. I didn't know him when he was in the hospital and I didn't know him when he could walk. Were you a racing fan prior? <laughs> 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 it's really funny. Oh, 1996. And then Richie drove for us. It was right. so weird. It was like... Right. Yeah. I know that person. Yeah. Yeah. O'Connell wound up in his head. I'm sorry? O'Connell? Yeah. Wound well, up we'll in his head. It. Yeah. We'll get to that in a second. Well, we got some <laughs> O'Connell questions for you. Uh-oh. <laughs> so, but not a racing fan, per se? Yeah. No. Okay. But so you came in basically as sort of a specialist in assistance. Yeah. I came in... Physical I came therapist. In yeah. physical therapy. Oh, cool. Okay. And then morphed into this. Kind of another role that you've got now. Yes. How do you like life on the road? She doesn't anymore. Life she, on the road is very different than what it is. I met her in Vegas, and then she met my team manager and married and moved back here. So. Oh, okay. So you're now so, part of the family. Well, Myra kind of does okay. everything east of the Rockies. Okay. I was going to say, that kind of travel. You said everything, you believe everything happens for a reason. Yeah. You would have never met your husband. I um, Probably would have never divorced her first husband. Yeah, I probably would have. <laughs> so. Everything happens for a reason. Oh, no. Yeah. See? See? The face he made. Like, oops. <laughs> Died, yeah, if her if mom hadn't died, she wouldn't. His cousin wasn't my best friend, one of my best friends, and then we would have never met. Right. Okay. But I got his phone number from his cousin. I lived in Marino. My mom passed away. I was moving and she to moved Las back Vegas. to Vegas. She said, yeah. Hey, this is my cousin looking for an assistant. I'm like, dude, that's not my gig. Yeah. And I moved down there. And my job's like, hey, we need you to take a guy. And I'm like, okay. I go. They pop open his folder. And I'm like, and here's his phone number. I had it in my pocket. It was like, wow. I mean, so there's yeah. like all stuff. Yeah, yeah. these things, and then. So I moved to Las Vegas, and I sat next to him solidly 
300, 320 days a year. So wow. 300 to 320 days of the year for wow. many years. Yeah. yeah. And then met my husband. First Indy 500 I came here to. He was the first person that shook my hand, and he shook my hand like I was a person, not like I was a girl. Oh, that's nice. Oh. Yeah. Do you have a good handshake? I do. Okay, good. Uh, yeah. Yes. Okay. I don't, I'm not going to shake And you said east of the Rockies. So you. I do. She lives here. She I does. Live here. She does all the okay. team travel. She does all do, my yeah, travel, all, mm-hmm. all my logistics, and I have an assistant in, uh, in so, Vegas. Okay, that, so in Vegas, right, there's somebody who does stuff yeah. around there. Okay. And like this weekend, she flew me back here. Yeah. Myra took over. She worked okay. for the team in hospitality. Okay. And she's already back in Vegas. Oh, cool. So okay. it's just kind of a. And then, like, you know, we race at uh, Road America. Yeah. Um, this coach will already be there. Right. Myra meets us at the airport in Chicago, and yeah. you know, and we do our thing, and then fly right. back, and it's just so you, like, know, you get the hang of it after. Right. So when this is right. over, last you... year was uh, 140 days on the road and 40 flights for me. Wow! So, so when no this is one over, person can do that, for, right? Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah. So you'll go to Detroit from here. You'll drive, so drive Michigan, Nashville. and you'll be with him in the van. We'll drive to yeah. Okay. And Brandy will fly in. To help with hospitality, and then she'll fly me home after Detroit. Okay. Shameless plug. That sounds like a lot of road tripping. It is. And yeah. we have this great show You're that you can listen out. to <laughs> called Dinner tri- with Drivers. No. <laughs> road tripping. What's the biggest pet peeve that he does? Because after 18 years, you're you're allowed to oh, bust man. chops, right? Here we go. I don't really have any. Oh, there's got to be no. like, like no, we like... we do 30 days on the road together, and I sing to the radio because you get so bored and I'm sure it drives him crazy oh, but I don't so, stop doing so it so you say that it pisses me off <laughs> she's self-censored <laughs> we're bleeping it anyway we're bleeping it anyway fucking pisses me off you need the <laughs> all day and it's like 11.30 at night and you have to realize where he sits in that minivan he yeah. sits right behind the rear view mirror and he's back there <laughs> I'm exhausted I've been asleep at 5 in the morning like, ah. this is that you're you guys sleeping. can describe that on the. That's yeah. funny. Oh my yeah. gosh! So, no, it's true. Yes. Well, well, I mean, that's we'll, like the, worst. the day after the Indy 500, we'll we'll drive to Nashville five hours, and and then yeah. we'll do all day board meeting, and I'll have to drive all the way to Detroit. Yeah. yeah. But oh yeah, but halfway through I'll be. It's <laughs> so, oh my gosh! That's, that's and it's not a. Pe- it's just frustrating. Right, because like, you're like, I want to sleep. And so <laughs> it's yeah, right we're coming back from Barber. Is that the only thing you can dig up? Come on, you can do better than that. Jesus Christ! That's like. We're At least sometimes I've woken up and I've talked you home when, when I yes, hear the rumple strips. One o'clock in the morning. Yeah. One o'clock in the morning. <laughs> I've ta- like I'll talk her home. Yeah. Minutes outside of, of Indy, and he's like, "We got to make on, it. We've got to make it." I'm like, "Dude, I'm spent. I'm like, my eyes are closed. Unless you want to sit in this seat." And he's like, "Blah blah blah blah." I'm so This is really close. About to say, yeah, this is this is it's a mirror right here. It's a. Right, well, we both have a situ- similar situation that, uh, yes. in that, if she spent 365 days with her husband, they'd be divorced. Yeah, sure. Yeah, and oh. uh, you know, the first year I was married to my wife, I was on <laughs> what? She's pointing like at five the five-year-old. Yeah, yeah five-year-old wrote a thing that says, "Mommy's favorite thing to do is go to work." Because I get to leave. Right. Ah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Get to leave. Yep. Got her trained well. We but, get that. <laughs> but uh, yeah. First day, uh, first year, I was married to my wife. We are, I was on two hundred and fifty days racing and testing yeah. and all this stuff, and and so I'm you know, I'm home after getting hurt, six months in the hospital. I'm home for ninety days, and my wife's like, "You need to find something to do. It's gonna right. get you get right. you the hell yeah. out of this house yep. and start twitching back to work." So now it's about it's about hundred days. I gotta be gone. Yeah, right. And it works. So you fly, you know, regular Delta or whatever. Southwest is my deal. Southwest, okay. No. So my private jet with one hundred and forty-three, my favorite. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> <laughs> 
How do you now 175? It's an 800 series. Oh, all right. You do fly a lot then. Yeah. yeah when you yeah, start yeah. knowing First, the planes, and when the, you start, the when they have 3,000 flight attendants and you know a few by name, you're right? You're like, yeah. oh, good to see you again. Yeah. You're like, it's not good. <laughs> <laughs> no, hey, you, you got my drink ready? Uh, yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> How do you travel? Because I have a friend that also has a spinal injury, and yep. she has a you know she doesn't actually have to use a chair, but when she goes to the airport, she needs to because it's such a long way to walk, and so they just use the regular chair and they get them there. Is there somebody that flies with you always, or do yeah, you fly the, by yourself? Yeah, okay. I fly with somebody. Yeah. It, it's only one person, either my or Brenda, right. or my wife or my kids, or Lorna will do it. But uh, thank God for Daryl Gwynn, because um, when I decided to go racing, uh, the first person I thought of with him and said, hey, man, you're doing 26 NHRA events a year. How do you do it? Yeah. And and uh, he talked me through the motorhome situation, what it needed. And I don't use mine as much as he did. I use mine for maybe six or seven events. Right. But the main thing is the travel, and you know the yeah. budget doesn't. Uh, accommodate for the private jet thing and to tell you the truth the private jet thing doesn't work right so because i'm like gumby it's like not easy to get me in and out of those right. things yeah. and i don't have some of the disadvantages that people have in commercial in that uh vegas is an amazingly accommodating airport mm-hmm. because it's a tourist destination they get you in sure. and out quick yeah. so i literally go from the curb to a wheelchair southwest gate uh yeah. wheelchair southwest counter right maybe one or two people but i'm right there I'm right through a wheelchair line of security. security right I here. mean, I've arrived as late as 50 minutes before my flight and, yeah. and had no problem making it because right. of those accommodations. And then uh, with the gate ops, we have a system where uh, I don't travel with this chair. This chair uh, lives in Indy or lives on the transporter. Okay. okay. Along with that van lives here, mm-hmm. along with my shower chair, toiletries, and complete stock of clothing. Right. So I never travel with a suitcase. Okay. Uh, but I have a manual chair that's under the coach right now that... I designed narrow enough to get to the first aisle of okay. a Southwest jet. There you okay. go. So I don't have to get in the aisle chair. So right, right. they wheel me down there. They back me there. They board me first into first officer's aisle seat. And away we go. You know, about as good a system as you can possibly right. have. Yeah. Yeah. But um, you can't do anything spontaneously anymore. I mean, sure. previously you could just, oh, yeah, I got to be in New York tomorrow. Let's go. No problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, now it, it takes planning and the van is an issue because those aren't always available in every city. And yeah. We work with a network of dealers that rents them when I don't have my van. But, yeah, uh, um, yeah it takes a lot of planning, which she's got down pat. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. you know, generally speaking, by January, we book my whole year of flights and yeah. hotels and right. and stuff. So it's, uh, you know, we've had our, our uh, in the range of 50 times when... You do all the preparation. You got an ADA room with a roll-in shower, and it's guaranteed. And here's my room number. And you show up at eleven o'clock. And oh, I put somebody in there. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, sorry. yeah. About to say that's got to be a thing. Yeah. I mean, it's all the time. You Is do. it really? Yeah. Less now than it used to be. Okay. And more hotels, when they say they have a roll-in shower, have a roll-in shower. Mm-hmm. And now the bigger ones are actually you can book it online. And it's up until two, three years ago, that wasn't the case. Yeah. You had to physically call the hotel yeah. and talk to a manager. It's royal pain in the ass but um now once you're in the room are you pretty self-sufficient with somebody yeah that was okay with help yeah yeah yeah. okay yeah i mean she everything you gotta do in the morning she's gotta do for me okay shave toothbrush right whatever yeah um yeah so usual stuff but you know i i feel blessed because again you know i can look at my situation and say it can always be worse yeah. And I think for a lot of people, they look at me and say, well, Jesus, you know, I broke my leg, but, <laughs> yeah. you know, right. So I, I get a lot of people that say, I, you know, 
I had a bad day until I looked at your situation. Well, thanks. That makes me feel good. But um, <laughs> I did, glad uh, I could do that for you. Yeah, <laughs> for you. But I had the same thing happen with Christopher Reeve. I did a couple of speaking engagements with him early on. Yeah, he was live for about five years um, uh, after my injury, and you know he'd show up with ten people and couldn't go anywhere without a G twenty and you know mm-hmm. yeah. um, or G two and and uh, um, on an on a ventilator and couldn't hold his head up. Right. And, yeah. yeah, yeah. So just you know when when I look at that, I'm like. Yeah, and I got I got a lot of things I'm thankful You're for. Doing you know, all right. So. Yeah. When we uh, were with, uh, and then the VAs with the Sam Car, we visited a lot of VAs, and which is yeah, you know, about thirty percent there are a TBI or traumatic brain injury. Right. I mean, they're all under thirty five years yeah. old, and you don't know if there's anybody home when you're talking to them. And yeah. It's like right. Could be a lot worse. Yeah. Yeah. When we were with Roger Hayden a couple of days ago, you know, he mentioned how. You know, no one's poorly intentioned, but he couldn't, especially the, the few months after Nikki's had his accident, that he couldn't go anywhere without everyone saying some sort of story about his brother, or whatever. And at a certain point, he's like, "I appreciate it, but I'm done. I, I don't need to hear about it. I got to go on with my day." Is that is that true for you, where uh, people incessantly talk about these things? No, I mean, not maybe early on, but you know, right. now it's been 18 years, and it's funny because I think um, nowadays, at least in IndyCar paddock. People don't look at me as somebody's like paralyzed. Yeah, good. they think of me as an IndyCar team owner. Yeah, right. That you know just happens to be paralyzed. Sure. But I'm competitive yeah. and I want to win, and right. I'm not letting my disability get in in, in the way of that. And yeah. uh, um, you know, it just just yeah, that's it. There's no yeah. pity. That's for sure. It's, good. <laughs> uh, we're not gonna, you know, um, we're not going to uh, let up on you because you're in a wheelchair type of thing. Sure. But, yeah. uh, which I like. You know, that's great. But I do get a lot of people that you know. There isn't a day that goes by that we don't get an email about, you know, inspiration and, um, you know, things just happen that, that do truly motivate me on a daily basis. We, Seb got hurt last year, went to the hospital, visit him. As we're rolling out of there, the nurse says, hey, I got a, I got a guy over here that's a C5 quad and he's a little down in the dumps. Can you talk to him? I'm like, sure. We're, you know, on our way to our sponsor party, but I'll give him 10 minutes and yeah. I go in there and guy in his 30s and he's got his parents there and they're just like you know they've been there like a week and um um it's usually the breadwinners and at that point uh, the divorce rate's 85 percent yeah um and just all this stuff and so but i also don't pull any punches um because i can and uh uh you know mom's all feeling sorry for him and everything and uh well so tell me what's going on tell me what happened and where are you at in the last couple of weeks? And, um, uh, you know, besides the depression, he's, uh, well, you know, just, you know, I, all I can do is wiggle my toe. And I basically said, do you fucking idiot? Are you going to wiggle your toe? Are you feeling anything? Yeah, I got some sense in my legs and stuff like that. And I said, and you're not, you don't want to do physical therapy. I, let me tell you what's going to happen here. Right. You can either sit there and get a pressure sore and do nothing and be dead in five years. Yeah. Or you can focus eight hours a day on wiggling that toe and see what happens. And I just lit him up and yeah. no <laughs> no sugarcoating or anything. Right. It's like, there is only one thing that's sure right now, buddy, is if you work your ass off for eight or 10 hours a day, yeah. for as long as your insurance company lets you be here, you may see recovery and you may become more impendent and you might not have to have somebody wipe your ass for the rest of your life. Yeah. Or you can lay there and do nothing and, you know, wilt away. Right. And... Um, they sent me weekly updates, and I think uh, yeah, about two and a half months after that, 
I still have it on my phone. He walked out of the hospital. No way. That's awesome. Yeah. Wow. And had Seb not been there, I never would have talked to him. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Weird stuff, huh? Yeah. But that happens a lot. Yeah. Not maybe to that magnitude, but um, yeah, it's it's some weird stuff. Hmm. Were you on the other side of that at any point? Did anybody, like you mentioned, I, doing a few things with Christopher Reeve? Did did you ever have somebody kick you in the ass? Yes. Okay. Um, and I, I'm, I'm, people that saw me back then versus now say, "Man, you're way ahead of where you were because yeah. I lost 40 pounds and I couldn't hold my head up and I couldn't sit up and I can right. do everything I do now." And even all those shoulder movement stuff that was yeah. it was not possible, you know, 15 years ago. But I've often, you know, for a while I was depressed. Like, man, I I, I work out two, three hours a day, mm-hmm. yeah. trying to get stuff back, and why haven't I got more recovery? Well, it's because I can go talk to that guy and tell him to get his ass in gear right. um, yeah. from experience. And the guy that kicked my butt in the hospital was a guy named Pat Rummerfield. And Pat, Pat's a walking quad in 1974. He went off uh, off the road 100 miles an hour in a Corvette. And uh, back then, you could get your insurance co- to cover for like a year in rehab. And, right. and so he uh, he was bad. He was like C3, all messed up. His, his MRI looks a lot like mine. But he, uh, he worked his tail off, wiggled his toe first, and then it worked his way up his body. And uh, it was about... 18 months after his accident that he walked out of the hospital and he went on he's written a couple books he went on to drive a a, a battery electric streamliner streamliner at Bonneville at huh. 254 and he ran the and he did the whole Ironman oh wow wow yeah. an amazing guy and when he found it he was based in St. Louis and so yeah. I got shipped to Barnes Jewish after my accident in uh, St. Louis and, yeah and he was there every day pushing me um so he's a real inspiration, but uh, so yeah, kind of a pay it forward thing. Yeah. So how how heavy was the depression for the early stages? The early stages, you know, I honestly didn't have time to think about it. I was, uh, you know, right or wrong, I'd been inspired by my dad's recovery uh, previously, and then at a six month old and a two and a half year old, and they packed up the Forerunner and moved to St. Louis, got an apartment, and they were there every morning and night, mm-hmm. and you know. Um, cards and letters from the motor service community were pouring in every day and yeah. I mean I woke up I ate breakfast I went to therapy for three hours I came back ate lunch went to therapy for three yeah. hours came home I was exhausted I had dinner and yeah. you know and yeah. just you do that for six months you just right yeah you know so you founded the Sam Schmidt Motorsport or uh, Parallel Paralysis Foundation after meeting Frank ten times yeah, yeah. right yeah. yeah I'm dumb anyway <laughs> I'm a race car I'll driver you know I'm an idiot <laughs> Just say um, Sam Schmidt ten times whole year. It's not gonna be pretty. I can't do it. Sam. Um, you founded that after meeting Frank Williams, Sir Frank Williams. Yeah, I mean it was kind of a it, I, it was one wasn't you know I think I founded the team more because of okay. meeting him than I did the foundation. The foundation was um, really a uh, foundation was a culmination of. I'm in a bo- I'm in a spinal cord injury ward with 20 people, yeah. and I'm getting all these cards and letters, and I'm getting visitors, and my you know my door is just a um, <laughs> an open pathway, and the other 19 people don't get any of that, and there's nobody picking them up, and nobody inspiring them, and so um, you know everybody sends a card and said, what can we do? What can we do? Well, let's start a foundation, and I was a bit naive as to what that all meant, but we we started one, and, and uh, I think we've done some some amazing things with that, but then it was. Uh, Whenever the what time of year was the Formula One? About a year and a half after my accident, um, the Formula One race was here, and um, and I came and um, Derek actually set up the meeting with mm-hmm. Frank and talked for about thirty minutes, and 
you know, uh, I look back and why am I still healthy? Why I'm out of the hospital? Why don't I have any issues after 18 years? It is purely because of I have a reason to get up every morning. Mm-hmm. And I have people, mouths to feed. I have, right. uh, you know, I have to go to work. And uh, um, if you don't have that, it's very easy just to lay there and do nothing and, and you know, atrophy and all that kind of stuff. So right. um, even though I had done a lot of things before racing and I had an education and I could pick a, pick a different job um, after my injury, I said, well, you know, Look at a guy like Chip Ganassi. He doesn't look too smart. Let's uh, let's go start a team. <laughs> Anybody can do it. Uh, he only swears he's going to quit every year. I swear it, man. Every yeah. every September. Like, I was going to say, So this is like your sixth last year of doing it. Yeah. Tenth last year. Tenth or twelfth, yeah. Right. <laughs> awesome. So we understand you're a bit of a drinking man. Uh, no, I'm not. A, I'm not a lush. But, uh, <laughs> I myself enjoy a drink or two. <laughs> Sean doesn't drink unless we're with uh, Mario and no, I, 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 no, I, I'm not the kind of guy that needs a drink every night. Right. Um, but on a race weekend, you know, I mean, we'll, we are known to uh, celebrate victories with uh, Don Julio. Oh, okay. And, yeah, that's um, dangerous. I call yeah. myself a little bit of a wine, uh, tequila snob. So yeah. I, uh, I use Patron for margarita mix is all. That's um, the only thing. Yeah. Right, yeah. You got to be, you gotta be above you, that. Do you curse Scott Sharp as you're doing it? You're like, that's no, I get it for free. So oh, okay. Thank you. Thank you, Ed Brown. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's funny. But, um, no, uh, you know, there was one time, Kentucky Speedway, <laughs> race on Saturday night. You don't get done until 11. Somebody's like, we're not driving back to Indy. Let's have a let's have a let's have a campground party. Yes. And everybody was involved in the party. Yeah. Uh, T.J. Patrick was wearing somebody's bra. <laughs> Good. It is Good. legit. Um, <laughs> the Charles. Charles, the security guard for IMS yeah, yeah. for years. Right, yeah, Charles, yeah. Mr. Stern, yeah, Mr. fell out of his guy. Tahoe. He was so drunk. <laughs> uh, and. Uh, and Melinda Hull that night says, I got a great new drink. I just called us called an O-bomb. You got to try it. <laughs> and uh, was that Bacardi O and uh, Red Bull, right? Oh, nice. Good. Okay. Yeah. Good. So yeah. eight red solo cups later. Yeah. Um, I, um, because of the configuration of the Cookie Speedway campground, I couldn't get my coach in with the lift that comes out eight feet. Okay. So they put me over in the lights paddock, which oh. is like. We got to hike. Yeah, that's the other <laughs> Turn one, and they were in turn four. <laughs> and uh, there was a black trailer transporter. Okay. Um, so I have an excuse. It, 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 it was 3 a.m. <laughs> I'm driving along. Boom. <laughs> and what happens is, the way I drive my chair, right. I, oh, push, oh. I push against headrest. So I go, boom. Oh, so it's push. Push. Boom. Push. Push. Yeah. It's hard to get out of that cycle. Did, <laughs> didn't spill a drop. I don't know how, how you're going to visualize this to all your uh, listeners. Yeah, no, that that was painful. We were the last ones to leave the next morning. But, right. uh, yeah. We were the only ones uh, there. Yeah. <laughs> you open no. the door, no one's no. in. No. Oh. Woke up, put the blinds up. They were all... Go- well, there was down. a golf tournament the next day. Okay. Goes down. Uh, but I think that was part of it, but it was like 11, and it was like, oh, my God. Right. They have Groundhog Day or something, but... Uh, <laughs> so who's That the- was the worst, but, yeah. yeah. Thursday night, we showed up here. We had the CEO of Arrow, and 
he always has really nice wine and we had a lot of catching up to do because it's been a few months and Rick I was told Rick and he and I polished off three six bottles of wine. Right. Nice. Oh, that was the best one. You gotta ask you gotta ask Haley. Okay. Uh Simon Oak. Yeah, Simon yeah. Yeah, yeah. You gotta ask her for the video. Oh, uh, definitely. Oh, we can wait, do that. What? We can yeah, actually do that right now. It's yeah. so good because uh, <laughs> uh my buddy Al Lewis that lives here in Indy has a nineteen fifty four um Airstream that he made as a mobile bar. It's got the disco lights. It's and not stuff. the one it's that's, that's right over here. Is it? No, that's uh, Tony George's. <laughs> what? Oh, really? Yeah, that's Tony George's. Um, no, he he brings it out here at race weekend, and it'll sit somewhere around. It's a bar area. Uh, it's got a full bar, LEDs, the whole deal. Uh, nice. But he um, he has a, a a beer tap out the side. At a boy, as you do. Yeah. And Haley's such the instigator. <laughs> Sam, I bet you can't back up under that thing. <laughs> Challenge accepted. Yeah. And uh, no, the video will show it. You have to listen really closely. Right. But I get under there, open my mouth. And she starts pouring, yeah. and I'm chugging, I'm chugging. She says, wave your hand to stop me. <laughs> and the sad part was, she was serious. <laughs> and everybody, there was like 20 people, everybody, and of course right, me. Right, just dying, <laughs> dying. Oh my god! I, did, I lost everything in my mouth, and then I'm wearing it right, yeah, for right. three seconds until she shut up. Oh my god! And uh, so it's serious business in this paddock, is what you're telling me. It is totally yeah, serious. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Myers, give me the eye. How did uh, how's your partnership with Rick Peterson come about? Good timing on both sides. Yeah. Um, it sounds like you guys like hanging out with each other. Yeah, we do. Yeah. I mean, uh, he he he's. Um, um, he takes care of the social aspect, yeah. and uh, <laughs> okay. I take care of the business. Okay. But yeah. uh, that reminds me, were we supposed to get a takeout from him, or is he long gone? Keep on chit-chatting. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want us to get you something? No, no. Rick was barbecuing, but I think oh, he's long sorry. gone by now, right? Nice. Yes. Okay. Yeah, because we, we sat down. didn't hold it for us. We, we sat down with Paul Page the other night, and uh, one of the things he kind of said, which we were like, well, it's kind of how it is now, was you know he was mentioning how uh, a lot of motorsports sponsors back in the day. A yeah, water boss. Mm-hmm. A lot of motorsports uh, sponsors back in the day were not necessarily like looking for return on investment. They were guys that wanted to be a part of the, the 500 and things like that. And, and Sean and I kind of argue like, well, that's still how it is. You know, I, I imagine Rick Peterson's business doesn't need an you IndyCar gotta, team. You got to have, uh, even with the sponsorships, you got to have somebody at the top that uh, is a gearhead and yeah, loves yeah. motorsports and yeah. loves Indy 500 and has a passion for it. Or else you're not going to get past yeah. the first step. Right. And then you get into the business and you talk about how it all works. But the CEO of Arrow was a pig farmer in Peru, Indiana. Played okay. football, Wisconsin. Loves old cars, yeah. and now he's a technology industry leader. Yeah. and And that got us in the door. But that's kind of where that stops. You got to, you know, pick up the real business now after that. Give but, something, yeah. Um, but no, Rick uh, raced Atlantix in the late eighties. Huh. Oh. Raced Cascar after that. Huh. Uh, did um, his company was basically the original ice road trucker. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that makes sense. No, great northern supply right. stuff for oil and gas, and had like 600 trucks. Mm-hmm. And so that, and um, our foundation does a deal every year where um, uh, we uh, we have a jet, fly in eight people, full red carpet, right. suite, um, pace car rides, two-seater rides, whatever, and then home and make it an instant foundation. So one year, 2012, uh, Rick and... Uh, 
uh, five of his buddies took that jet and spent the whole weekend with us and got to talking. He's like, man, I, I'm at a point in my life. I you know, sold my company when I arrived. Yeah. I think I'd like to do this. Uh, uh, and he went to a buddy of mine, Tom Wood, who drove for me in Indy Lights and had his own uh, Indy Lights team at the time and said, hey, dude, let's expand. Let's go IndyCar racing. And Tom's like, no fucking way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to get rid of my Indy Lights team. And, uh, this is the worst thing I ever did in my life. It takes too much time. Um, you need to go talk to Sam. So uh, one thing led to another. And, and um, it was at a time when we had to buy all new cars. And, yeah, right. and uh, I, wasn't, I wasn't looking for a partner. Um, but, you know, from a capital investment standpoint and everything we had going on, it was just the perfect storm. So, yeah. yeah. And he's been great. He doesn't, you know, really want to do a deep dive into the whole day-to-day thing or, sure. you know, who's sick today and all that kind of right. stuff. Um, but uh, likes to be involved in the big decisions. And we just had a two-hour meeting this morning with our team managers, and he's off back to Calgary. So, I well, but so, so, you know, uh, unless you come from a, giant corporate background like a Roger Penske type it seems to me like this is kind of the trend that's going to have to be in place I mean you've got Rick Wink Hartman was involved for quite a while we've got Sully with Dale Coyne Mm -hmm. Um, I mean because of that challenge of the expense involved therefore the sponsorships you need and the fact that these are numbers that a corporate board is usually affiliated with companies that can afford that um, is is this the trend that we should just sort of expect if we want to keep it going? No, I, I, t- I regularly state I did this completely back asswards. <laughs> okay, go on. Mm-hmm. I should have gone and built the conglomerate like Roger and ah, did it back. Okay. You know, back. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Copy that. That whole Penske thing. I mean, yeah. <laughs> a lot less pressure when you can just sit on a board and say, hey, I'll shift on my oil to my car dealerships if you come on my car and pay me $15 million here. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, <laughs> that old chestnut, you know, the old yeah, one, too. 40,000 employees and uh, $40 billion in sales. Yeah, you can just. You, you can probably do it. That's a lot that of leverage. Happen. Weird. Okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> but the ship has yeah. sailed, so we have yeah. to uh, right. get on with what we got. But, right, right. You know, yeah, I am proud of the fact that, you know, we, we, we work hard at this, and it's not, like, again, that's not where I want to be spending my time, but you can't have one without the other. So. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Once our podcast empire kicks in, we're only at twenty billion right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. we'll get there. Yeah. We'll get there. So, all right, so a lot of time traveling. Are you? Uh, what do you do in the car or on the plane to keep occupied? Mm, this year, I'm going to learn Spanish. <laughs> oh, okay. And uh, hey, <laughs> uh, <laughs> peanut gallery. Uh, you know, most of the times I'm on the phone. I mean, it's yeah. like yeah. whenever I'm in the car, right? Uh, Two-hour drive up to Winnemac, or you know, drive to Nashville. I'll just be. I got a list of phone calls, and I'm making the phone calls. Right. Yeah. yeah. Trying to dial it for dollars. We do a uh, pass along question. Um, uh, so the previous guest has a question of you, and and then you'll ask one of the next ones. So our guest uh, two days ago was Mr. Paul Page. Mr. Paul Page. Uh oh. And his question was: He actually announced the Indy 500 when I was driving. <laughs> How have you accomplished what you have? You're the hardest working guy. You're pleasant all the time. Where do you get the personal courage to do that? That's too deep. <laughs> he didn't ask, what's it your favorite pizza <laughs> topping? Why didn't you ask that question two hours ago when I was <laughs> more fresh? Uh, not fresh, but more fresh. Um, <laughs> you know, I think, um, yeah, first and foremost, we, we always had a family faith. Um, and uh, through my dad's situation, my situation, and my mom, you know, has the e-ticket, e-ticket, do not pass go, straight to heaven type of thing for all this. But uh and my wife as well. And so that kind of support, you know, I couldn't do it without that. The, um, you know, there's that layer. And then if you get past that layer, there's the family. We have an extremely close-knit family through all this. 
um, you know, it's, uh, for first family, I know that at least one side is not completely screwed up, but uh, um, really supportive. And then there's the motorsports community. I mean, uh, um, those cards and letters and, and those, you know, statements of motivation and motivating them really do help uh, when you kind of get past the first two layers. And, you know, I just, I'm just doing what I love um, still and uh, sort of living the dream and I want to win the Indy 500. I would have rather done it as a driver, but yeah. uh, um, when uh, when uh, when I'm fortunate to win it as an owner, there's going to be a, a mess of milk because I can't port myself. Um, yeah. But um, uh, yeah, we we you know we feel like we're making a difference both on the foundation side and with uh, the companies I'm involved with, the wheelchair company and the in the van company mm-hmm. and everything else and. There's just a lot of synergies, and uh, um, constantly reminded that you know we're we're doing good things, and so just keeps re-energizing. Good. So tonight we're going to have dinner with uh, Takuma Sato. I'm sure you've heard of him. Any question? <laughs> any question you'd ever want to ask him that you could hide behind us on a little bit? I thought about that a little bit. Veronica did send that to me, and it's like. Uh, I don't really. I don't know him at all. Oh, okay. Uh, we were uh, fortunate to sit by each other at uh, that function they had in um, Phoenix um, for Mario, and we got to talking about Honda. We got to talk about mobility. And we talked about robotics and all the stuff oh, that I'm involved that's in. That's cool. Yeah, it was really engaging, really intelligent, and uh, um, I thought, well, that's really cool. I got to you know make an effort to spend some more time with sure. him. But uh, I am really, really curious if he could. Why, uh, how would I put this? Um, why does he think there are not more Asian drivers in American racing, American open wheel racing? I mean, I, I, know, I know there's talented ones out there, talented ones out there, and I know there's a bit of a pipeline with, uh, you know, some of the Asian series and whatever. It's like, you know, I think we need more, yeah. and because uh, we obviously have a huge following in South America, and Brazil, and Europe, yeah. because of the guys we have, but. I'd really love our our market to expand over there. Mm-hmm. I'd love to have two races over there, uh, at least. Yeah. With, uh, with um, one of the people I wanted to talk to you about, just because mm-hmm. with our show now, we have the ability to bring names up that might not have gotten as much coverage or credibility when they should have. And in this particular case, I wanted to get your best memory of Chris Griffiths. I almost mentioned him a couple times in the conversation because his birthday was two days ago. Okay. And, uh, uh, that's probably one of the reasons I'm, well, he kept me in IndyCar in 2011 yeah. and then, uh, probably one of the reasons I'm not in Indy Lights anymore because I think he was, you know, truly, you know, one of the keys to our success for so many years. And, um, it just wasn't the same without him. I, I lost, even though we, we raced for another three years after that, I just didn't, didn't have the same energy or reason right. to get up even though he was a complete pain in the ass to deal with. <laughs> on a daily basis yeah. he kept me on my toes and really right. really did make um, it because our listeners might not know but I'd like them to but Chris Griffiths was your team manager at Junior Lights program and kind of uh, you know led the charge with so many young drivers and a lot of your mm-hmm. success and he worked with a lot of big names he won the Indy 500 with Emerson Fittipaldi and worked with Gordon Johncock and then obviously a lot of like Joseph Newgarden yep. and, and guys like that and then he uh, died suddenly you know, brain at, injuries at 45 years old, kind of on the spot. And Playing so, basketball at the Y. Yeah. September 12th, uh, 2012. But, uh, um, 
yeah, this amazing history from pushing a broom all the way to crew chief, one Indy 500s, and then said, I'm going to do Indy Lights uh, to spend more time with my family, and did it with Panther to their success. Mm-hmm. And then we brought them in 2004, got Tiago Maderos, won seven races, and the rest is seven races in the championship, and then had a streak of, you know, many championships after that. And, uh, um, you know, Chris was a guy, to, to your previous question about, you know, how much do you or do you not kiss butts of parents? Right. Chris is the one that always said, bullshit, you know, like, we're the champions of here. <laughs> you know, a driver would come in and say, you need to do this, you need to do this, you do that. He would say, bullshit. Yeah. Look at the championships, look at the trophies. You know, you need to drive the car. Right. I mean, yeah. our, our deal is working. Yeah. Uh, if yeah. you're slow, it's because of your own, you know, problem. And he would not have any problem telling him that. Right. Keeping you straight. And he didn't have a lot of problem, a lot of time for the prima donnas, uh, yeah. Yeah. as you can imagine. But uh, he was he was my... Uh, I, I'm an only child. He was my brother uh, that I never had. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I can't tell you, but l- I mean, I can tell you that literally now five years later, I still uh, put my phone on eight o'clock every morning and think that's the first call I got to make. Um, really? Wow. Because it just, it, it, for for so long, yeah. eight years, he was the first call every morning, even if I didn't have any business to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and sometimes I'd, I'd specifically wait till 8.45 in Vegas so that I'd interrupt his lunch <laughs> at the taco stand. <laughs> and, he, yeah. and he knew it was coming. Yeah, yeah. yeah. he knew it was on purpose. You know, make my lunch get cold. Oh, yeah, well, you know. So it just, you know, it, um, it this 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 business is so much about relationships. Yeah. And you do spend so much time with these people uh, uh, away from your family and everything like that. And so... Uh, um, yeah, that was the deal. Um, I can't remember the question, but uh, just basically wanted yeah. to kind of, you know, your best memory of him. Oh, or, you know, constant practical joker for yeah. one, and uh, um, uh, <laughs> uh, God, I have so many buzzing through my brain. One was um, uh, I had a guy who Myra introduced me to in Vegas, friend of their families who uh, wound up moving show cars around for me and eventually wound up driving my coach, retired fire department guy. And one year he says, I want to come back and work the whole month of May. I want to, uh, I want to feel it and, you know, be a tire guy, do, you know, Something, do yeah. all your running around, all that kind of stuff named Brad. And first year and he comes back and Chris just guys like him. He just loved to just play with him. Right. So the first <laughs> thing he does, cause the first thing he goes, you get, you get in the white van and here's 10 places. You got to go to pick up these parts. Right. All this stuff. So he's like, uh, I think the first place, and he, he of course called all these people and told them what to do. I'm trying to think of what's on Gasoline Alley, um, place where you scale our parts. Um, you know, go over there and pick up 40 pounds of cross weight. <laughs> right? You go in, ask them, hey, I got this. No, I need 40 pounds of cross weight. Oh, man, we're out. You got to go over there. <laughs> <laughs> like three hours he's running out of the fight place he walks up and and I had a crew chief at the time who was also a complete pain in the butt named John Roof and uh, <laughs> amazingly great crew chief but he had an attitude and he's he's the only one left at the shop all the Indy Lights guys because for years all we did was do Indy Lights and the Indy 500 yeah, yeah. had one chassis you know we just did the Indy 500 as a one off so John Roof's back preparing the cars for Freedom 100 and all the other guys are down here and Brad winds up at like 4 o'clock man oh my god you know, John, you got to help me out. Chris is going to kill me. I got to find 40 pounds of cross weight. And uh, uh, so I don't go back with 40 pounds of cross weight. And John kept a straight face and he walked over and I think he got like a bag of kitty litter. So. <laughs> so here you go. Here you go. And Brad said, that f- 
So. <laughs> <laughs> and like, but there's there's 15 of those stories. Right, and right. The one that we got him back on, though, was um, he just always drove this beater, um, 95 Mustang GT um, that he bought salvage uh right front damage had a miscolored right front fender and and i knew it was a salvage title i used to be in that industry because uh, we talked about it before and uh um so i got a buddy that uh impd um i had a guy i had an impd guy come in and say chris griffiths chris griffiths during the month of may he's yeah. all stressed out going a 100 different directions right he's like yeah i'm chris griffiths uh hey do you own a 1995 here's a license plate and he's like yeah he says, "Well, we're picking it up out front with a tow truck. It's a, it's a stolen car." <laughs> uh, so uh, yeah, we got into him that that time, big yeah, time. Yeah. So, <laughs> but nobody was nobody was out of his reach as far as practical joke. Yeah, so. that's cool. Nice. Do you think the uh, the family aspect of IndyCar is because it's so inherently dangerous? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Yep. I didn't ever use a coach when I was uh, racing, but I sure as I wish I had because, you know, this type of arrangement here really breeds that. You see the kids grow up, you right. see them, you know, yeah. the whole deal, and, and everybody just kind of hangs out in barbecues. and Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. So you've got three cars this month. Um, I don't know three if... Three and a half. Yeah, but say, how do you consider the shank deal? I call it 3.5. Okay. okay. Yeah. So you got 3.5 cars. We have staff do you get half the prize money if that thing wins? I have to look at my contract. I, I can broker for you. If you yeah, yeah. We, got, we, we, we know Mike. We know Mike yeah. pretty well. Yeah. <laughs> um, Once the deal's done, he ain't giving up the That's bat. right. That's right. <laughs> um, I honestly don't know. Is is there a mechanism in place uh, to kiss the bricks? I'll figure that out. Okay. Yeah. 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 I've okay. done much stranger things than that. Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> That's my record. Go on. Okay. No. <laughs> That's a whole other podcast. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and I guarantee all of those were, honey, guess what I got to do today? Right. Yeah. Even though it was For, planned weeks in advance. Forgiveness. 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 That's See, a I've, I've raced a sailboat. I thought oh. I was going to die. I've, I've, <laughs> I've done an acrobatic plane. I've raced raced a uh, hot air balloon. Oh, oh, okay. Fun race with that. So, like, the fastest thing you've done is, like, IndyCar, and the slowest thing is probably the hot air balloon. And I thought I was going to die. Yeah, you're terrified. sailboat. I thought I was going to die. Oh, yeah. yeah. The steering broke. We were 18 knots of wind. Oh, Oh, gosh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, You're just a passenger. (laughs) Yeah, I know. And the guy that's behind me won the gold medal the year before in disabled sailing. Okay. Right. In China. And all I heard was, oh, shit, we're in trouble. Right. That's not something you want to hear from a guy that just won gold medal. Right, uh, right. In 18 knots. Nothing should face him at all. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, he was even he was hysterical. Are you sitting there with your limitations, going, "Yeah, of course, of course, this is this is how it's going to go. This is of course what's happening." Literally, boat's all keeled over. My head's about three feet off the water, 15 miles an hour, and that's what I thought of. I've been 240. (laughs) Guys, fucking boat doing 15 miles an hour. (laughs) (laughs) But I survived. (laughs) Unfortunately. All right. Well, uh, I think we're pretty much. Yeah, great. I think yeah. I think we're good. Yeah, we Thanks for sweated you out yet. Uh, it's <laughs> ah, that's good, man. I'm getting ready for lunch. Let's let's turn the air back. Yeah, on. this is this is driver training. For yeah, him. exactly. So, I'm I like ready it for cool, but you can cool it down, my review. Wait, is that the move? Like, turn the heat up so we're like, all right, let's wrap this yeah. up. Let's get it. Like, <laughs> I can do this all day. Yeah, <laughs> make I'd, them earn it. <laughs> so right, I only do that with other owners. So I sweat about. Fair enough. Yeah, Canassi comes in. He's like, nope, nope. Right back out. Yeah. Okay. Uh, have you seen the movie Driven? Yeah. Big fan. 
Not a fan. Piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> that is horrible. We're, we're trying to gauge. What do you even mean? Though they tried <laughs> to, even though they forecasted my situation with my favorite actor, Burt Reynolds. Is Burt Reynolds really your favorite actor? In a wheelchair. We have Smoking it. the bandit? Come on, man. Hey, so just making sure. I'm going to call you Frog. Why? Because I want to <laughs> jump you. <laughs> I know every word of Smoking the Bandit. Okay. Okay. But well, not driven. Oh, God. <laughs> I, no, I, I can't because I only watched half of it. What do you think? Yeah, go for it. I think we should go for yeah. it. Yeah. Okay, so we're doing, uh, we do a little video to announce who's going to be on each series. So what we decided to do uh, was the obvious thing, the driven trailer, the trailer to the With movie. With reenactments. And we actually have Paul Page like voicing it for us because nice. he's like, yeah, whatever you want, no problem. Um, Roger Hayden flipping a quarter, you know, to get it going. So we were wondering if you could read uh, a line from it. But we'll do it on video. For our video. Yeah. 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 No, no problem. You good? Okay. Yeah. Cool. Is it okay if it's the Burt Reynolds part? Absolutely. No, that's this perfect fit. You're okay. A man. All right, You're a man. <laughs> that's perfect. All right. So uh, we always end this with like Continental's got the check because they, you know, sponsor us. Obviously, we didn't really eat anything here. Yeah. Well, I mean, really, Rick Peterson had the check. Rick Peterson with the, <laughs> with the Oculus, Yeah. Transport got the check. Uh, could you close us out with just like some inspirational? thoughts for people that might be going through something that is, you know, very scary and they don't know how to handle it? Yeah. I mean, all I can say is um, it can always be worse. I know that firsthand, even in given my situation. And, uh, um, you know, I thought before my injury that, uh, you know, I'm indestructible and uh, um, there was a direct correlation between um, determination and success like anything I put my mind to uh, I could accomplish it just through your your perseverance you know and uh, but I, I think that was all crystallized post my injury more because you know uh, whether it's you know getting off the ventilator for starters and starting the IndyCar Indy Lights team being that successful and then this it really it really does prove the point that uh, you know if you put your mind to it you can do anything you know and just takes a hell of a lot of hard work and and don't let people tell you no and if the doctor tells you you'll never get off a ventilator tell them f you i'm find another doctor and you know just stuff like that it's like uh you know the only thing that is absolute in life is that if you do nothing you will get no results so just figure it out and stick with it and work hard And I'm glad that interview's over because it was 198 degrees in there. But I love that guy. Love him. Also, Myra could not appreciate her time more and, and uh, just sort of being so welcoming and, and accommodating because she gave us water. Absolutely. She was a big help. <laughs> uh, of course, nothing is possible on this show without great partners. And we have Acura MDX and Continental Tire. Good enough. Send him a tweet. Let him know you love us. Hey, uh, what song are you going to play? Well, next up is a band called Vigester. That's V as in Victor, I-E-J-E-S-T-E-R, Vigester.com. You can also find them on YouTube. This is a song of theirs that came, that came license-free, and it's called Manifest. Enjoy. Enjoy.